Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Joining us on the program uh, now to talk about the earthquakes that struck in the Pacific Ocean off the northern tip of Vancouver Island on Christmas morning. Uh, there were uh, two more, a series of five quakes on Monday, including two measuring at 6.0 on the Richter scale. Uh, is this really no extraordinary development in an area of North America where the next big one is only a matter of when, not if, and how prepared is British Columbia for the so-called big one, and how prepared is the rest of Canada for other major possible quakes? Dr. John Cassidy is research scientist, international earthquake expert with the Geological Survey of Canada, where he's the head of the Earthquake Seismology Group. John, it's always good talking to you. Thank you for the time. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you, Roy. So as we look at these quakes that happened just before Christmas and on Christmas off Vancouver Island, uh, not a major alarm bell. N- no, actually, um, uh, we, we see smaller earthquakes out in that area each and every day. It's, it's the most seismically active region in the country, uh, and we've also seen swarms in the past. So it, not a surprise um, and, and not you know, really unusual, but, uh, but really a good reminder of the slow and relentless movement of, of these tectonic plates just off of our shore. When these, uh, these quakes happen, the ones that, you know, that happen in the areas you said where it goes on all the time, this isn't then likely to cause more serious and threatening quakes. One doesn't lead to the other, I take it. No, and although these were um, at magnitude six, these are fairly large. These are fairly large earthquakes, but they're they're small in in the realm of of earthquakes. So compared to say a magnitude eight or a magnitude nine earthquakes that happen around the world, these are really tiny earthquakes. They have a small footprint, so they they do um, change stress in the rocks in the immediate area within perhaps fifty kilometers of of those earthquakes. Um, and that's where we see, and that's why we see aftershocks. Uh, so it, you know, it has an impact in the immediate region, but in this case, the immediate region is is all well offshore, and it's um, far from the other big faults beneath, uh, you know, closer to land. So not associated with uh, not making any changes to these big, for example, the big subduction fault that is just west of Vancouver Island. So can you talk to us about that, please? This Cascadia subduction zone. I always sound like I, uh, I like to think that I sound like I'm smart when I say that, but I have no clue what I'm talking about, uh, really, other than if I understand it correctly, where the uh, Cascadia subduction zone is, there would be vertical disturbance as opposed to what happened off Vancouver Island around Christmas, which was horizontal disturbance. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if we think of, of all of North America, the, the San Andreas Fault in California is where the Pacific uh, tectonic plate is in contact with North America and is simply sliding past one another in a horizontal uh, movement. And these plates move at about five or six centimeters per year, so roughly how fast fingernails grow. So it's not really fast, but it's uh, over thousands of years or even a hundred years. It's um, it's pretty fast. Um, so in in California, we have the San Andreas Fault. We have the Queen Charlotte Fault just west of Haida Gwaii. That's the, exactly the same type. It's North America Pacific Plate sliding past one another. Um, but in between, in between the Queen Charlotte Fault and, and the San Andreas, we have the Cascadia subduction zone. This is where very, in our case, very young ocean plate that's been created just offshore 
uh, is being pushed towards North America. And because it's heavier and denser material, it's actually being pushed beneath North America. So Victoria, Vancouver, Seattle, that old ocean plate is about <clears throat> 50 to 70 kilometers beneath the surface. Um, and it's subduction zones where the world's largest earthquakes occur, um, similar to Japan, to Alaska, to Chile, and to Mexico. So areas where an ocean plate is being pushed beneath the continent is where these big subduction earthquakes in the magnitude 8 or even magnitude 9 range occur. They're rare events because they, uh, these plates tend to stick together for a long time, for hundreds of years in our case, storing energy. But then at some point, uh, the energy is released and released within a matter of minutes. That causes the vertical motion that you'd mentioned, which uh, triggers tsunamis. And um, and also is is you know at a magnitude nine level that's amongst the world's largest earthquakes so very strong shaking uh, along coastal areas so it, it is you know these are very large but very rare events that um, 30 years ago we didn't know about in in this region of of Canada uh, we now uh, know about these earthquakes and how large and how often. And so we're able to uh, use this information. Engineers are able to use this information to design structures. Uh, emergency managers are able to use this information to to make plans for um, you know being prepared for those future mm-hmm. earthquakes. John, the uh, the so-called big one would almost be on schedule now because it's been I think 200 years since the last one. Um, I'm only going by what I read. I don't really know this. I'm just been doing a lot of reading on it. If the big one, so-called big one, happens, what's what's the fallout? What happens after that? What 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 happens to north uh, the, the northwest? Yeah. So the the um, these and there are actually several types of big ones because uh, these magnitude nines, which are the biggest earthquakes, um, those are offshore. They're say 100 kilometers, 150 kilometers from Victoria or Vancouver. So a magnitude 7 that is much smaller but much closer to a major city w- would also be a big one. So that would be, um, you know, locally in, in one particular community, that could be stronger shaking than a magnitude 9 that is is offshore. Um, but in the event of, you know, in the case of a magnitude 9, what you're looking at is um, about four to five minutes of very strong shaking in coastal communities um, this is an earthquake that would extend from northern California to northern Vancouver Island, would trigger um, very significant tsunami, would cause um, strong shaking as well as the several minutes of shaking that I've mentioned. Um, parts of the coastline could drop as much as half a meter or a meter at the time of that event. Mm. Um, and so it would be a, um, an earthquake that would have a very large footprint. It would impact communities um, over a very broad region, and so for emergency managers and planners, that's an important important information um, to plan on how to get. So we'd be talking about the region. We, we have about two minutes. We, we'd be talking about massive damage that would take place to the to the to the infrastructure, to the society's infrastructure in the northwest, from from northern California to northern uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, this would be a very damaging event. We that's a huge at, area. Uh, for example. 
uh, Chile in 2010, uh, Tohoku, yeah. Japan. So um, it, it's not, it's not uh, you know, modern buildings that are designed to withstand the shaking modern infrastructure can certainly withstand that. And wood frame structures, um, very pliable. Um, and, 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 you know, so structures can also be very resistant to, to this earthquake. And we've seen that in, um, in, in big recent earthquakes around the world. Okay. So we are we we are making progress, and uh, and people are, and the, the 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 engineers are building uh, accordingly, uh, and hopefully this uh, so-called big one is going to hold off for many more decades and centuries. John, thank you very much for the time. Always uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. And whenever we hear earthquakes and in, in in multiples, we all pay very close attention. Thanks so much for the time, and happy New Year to you. You're most welcome. Thank you, Roy. Happy New Year. John Cassidy, Dr. John Cassidy, research scientist. He's an international earthquake expert with the Geological Survey of Canada and the head of the Earthquake Seismology Group. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.